Hey, Gabriel Blake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. Where are we today? Today we are sitting in an alley in San Francisco next to the bar. <laughs> it's not any alley. It's Dory Alley. Mm -hmm. While there is not rampant sex happening at a street festival, the iconic San Francisco powerhouse has some parklets. Yep. Yeah. So we're here drinking. And I have a feeling that it's a, probably the mildest day that I've ever been in the powerhouse. You know, is that everyone is dressed up, there are no blowjobs happening. Do you remember the last time that we came here before the pandemic and we no. went to smoke a cigarette in the back part? And we came like in silent right away about like, I don't want to get blown right now. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. It feels like a lifetime ago, but <laughs> I, I also remember it vividly. <laughs> yeah, I remember the recipes. Uh, so, today is actually, it completes a really long journey that we embarked together how some time hours? ago. Uh, so, let's see, how many? So, we're talking about like twin peaks. We're yeah. going to be like completing the second part of the third season episode, what is it, like 10 to 18, those yes. nine episodes. And uh, the second season had... 18, ep no, 24 episodes, yeah. 24 episodes, <laughs> and the first season had 8 or 9? 8 or 9, yeah, 8, 9, nine. it's 9. 9, so it was like 33, holy shit, I should have made like this maths beforehand, you know. <laughs> we should have broken this up. <laughs> well, like it has been like a lot, a lot of hours, and then firework with me that it was only like, what, 90 minutes, 2 hours? Oh, it was a full 2 hours. It was a full 2 hours, but yeah. they, were, they were well used. Mm -hmm. They were well used. So, uh, but in any case, as we were saying, it's like, this is the end of this, this journey. It. But, spoiler alert, the end of this journey for now. Is there going to be more? So, there is this uh, rumor that David Lynch has a deal for doing a TV show with Netflix, and they register some property under the name of Rancho Rosé. So, there are rumors that it's actually a fourth season for Twin Peaks. Wow, and you're the one who told me, I didn't know this, that Twin Peaks is a spin-off from Mulholland Drive. So no, the other way around. The Mulholland Drive. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mulholland Drive. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It came out 92 and it was a spin-off of something plantation. It's true, it's true that actually, uh, how do you say, David Lynch can come as a visionary, like, I will see you in 25 years. <laughs> I'm doing like the Laura Palmer signed off 25 years later. Uh, and maybe they thought about a lot of stuff, as we will discuss in a moment, but I don't think that they thought about like Twin Peaks is going to be a spin off of another show that I'm going to be like doing that is called Mulholland Drive. So, no, first it was Twin Peaks, then it was Mulholland Drive. Yes. That's accurate. Yeah. I wish that actually they used this license for just doing a Mulholland Drive TV show instead just... of continuing Twin Peaks. Well. Does that speak to your opinion of season three now that we've finished? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I mean, I want, I want more. I want more of this, believe me, you know? Um, so I read obsessively everything, that, not everything, but a lot that was written in the media when this came out because it was such a spectacle, and I came across this one quote. Um, it, it says, Twin, Twin Peaks The Return... Okay, so I'll just read the whole thing. The X-Files used alternate standalone stories with mythology episodes, delving into the show's larger conspiracies. Twin Peaks The Return works much differently in that we occasionally get scenes, or even entire hours, that draw us far away from the straight, well-defined narrative path until we're floating around dangerously unmoored in David Lynch's subconscious. No. I admit it, a few weeks from now, when the show's over, I'm going to miss that sensation. That's exactly how I feel. Like, yep. it, 
it's got problems. Oh yeah. But I just want to be in David Lynch's subconscious. Yeah. yeah, I want more. And that's that's only the feeling that I had. It's like a, one of the funny things that I didn't mention to you before is like I told you that there was like something pretty impressive towards the end of the uh, of the show, and I completely misremember the ending. Completely. I mean, I remember like. It's at like the end, a scene with the other Laura Palmer, you know, and screaming in front of the house. But I didn't remember exactly what it signified. So what I actually thought that I remember, that I, well, what I thought that it actually had happened, is that the reality that they go to, it was our reality at the end. That they actually just ended up in a meta kind of commentary. And they came to the real world? To the real world. But where did they come from? They come from the Twin Peaks TV show reality to our world. It's not the case. It's not the case. But I thought that it was a bit more of a commentary about how media impacts us in different ways, you know, and about how it's like just melding with reality. That is not the case because he actually keeps like just expanding the mythos of this. And now he's like introducing like a multiverse kind of thing that is like, yeah, Laura Palmer. There is a Laura Palmer out there that is alive. So that's a that's a great reading. My my reading was that these characters exist, but not in the real reality. And all of this like interdimensional travel, they're slowly starting to understand that they are the fictional characters. Yeah, yeah, something. So like we're saying the same thing, I think. Close yeah. at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought that it was it, but it's like this time that I watched it, I felt a bit more of a. No, it's just part of another weirdness that is happening. I love it, you know, but it's like he's basically just traveling to another dimension where they become different people because they are embodying other people that they exist on this reality. I agree with you. I don't think David Lynch had any of these like higher level readings. Yeah, he just I think they were like just like for more Twin Peaks characters and like weird images. Um, well, but let me just actually we didn't let me just summarize. Try to. <laughs> I was going to skip it, because what the fuck do you say about the last 10 hours? <laughs> so, the only thing that I will say is that it actually increases the mythos, the mythos of the uh, of the show significantly. And actually what it does is that just thinking about what we saw in episode 8, about like that creature floating, you know, and throwing up, and Bob, yes, I mean, yeah. you know, and Bob is like one of the things that throws up, you know, is that that's duty. That's like some kind of elemental evil creature that has been like just creating havoc in our reality, but in the reality of Twin Peaks, let's just say. Yeah. You know? So it plays a lot. I was like impressed. I didn't realize about like how much it connects with uh, with Firewalk with me. A lot. It connects a lot. Yeah. Is that they replay like a lot of scenes like the Bowie Bowie scene that he got turned into a kettle? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I read like an interview with them and he's like, "Yeah, I regret a bit like the design that I did because he's supposed to be a machinery thing, you know." <laughs> and I think that most people just know that it's a kettle. It looks like a coffee pot. <laughs> exactly, it's a coffee pot. I mean, I'm sorry, but the David Bowie you cannot turn into that. Did you know that actually there was a remaster of Fire War with me and they changed Bowie's voice? that he requested to change it because he was like, just talking with a southern accent. Oh, and he was like, after hearing it for a while, he was like, I don't think that I should have done that. I wonder which version I saw because I don't remember him having a southern accent. I don't know. I think that probably it was like, the original one, like the DVD. And that one is like, just use the original one. And then it's like, sometime later, he actually said, it. He said, yeah, let's just use like an actor from the south. <laughs> I think my accent was not that good, you know? Because uh, in this one, the voice was different. And I was like reading like the, uh, 
how was the production of the return? And they were like, yeah, we actually took like a different voice for this. So I don't know if there was like a remaster of the firework with me, like close to the release of the return, you know? But uh, the voice was not the same that I remember. There were so many lovely nods to Firewalk with me, like when they go into Laura Palmer's house. The, it shows the ceiling fan, and I don't know if you remember, but the ceiling fan was talking to Laura Palmer, but only yeah. in Firewalk with me, and it doesn't really spend much time with the ceiling fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, and the other part that I like, that I assume that there was like a bit of a special effect, is at that moment that Laura screams after just leaving uh, James. You know, like in the bike, and they start like oh, running yeah, away. Yeah. It's like a, it's it's good. It's a screen, but we never see what is there, and now we see that it was actually Cooper. Which I I thought was brilliant. Yeah, just I brilliant. Th I thought that it was something the same thing about like visionary about like look, I actually may come back to this in twenty five years, as I'm <laughs> saying, and I'm going to be completing this. That I felt is that that's super smart. That's like you know like. That's basically like the uh, open gaps that we're seeing uh, in some of the uh, in some of the uh, of the movies that we see right now. You know, like superheroes and the lies that they say, "Okay, we're going to be like, leaving something open here so we can do a sequel." Is that he did it 25 years ago, yeah. or 30 at this point? He said, "Is is masterful." And I think that like I don't think that David Lynch, like I said, had these grand designs and this higher meaning. Not all. I think he had some yeah. for sure, um, but I think like. All artists that become the greats, yeah. and then you have scholars look in and find these meanings, and that's not necessarily what the artist intended. That's yeah. what I think it, this is. Like his work allows for such like this wide spectrum of interpretation, and it's there's so much there that you can build this entire universe around it. Um, so are you gonna finish summarizing? Nine, ten hours of this. Okay, let me just think. Let me just think. So let's see what I can say. Doggy. So Cooper in Doggy's body. One day he actually just decided to electrocute himself. He's like, oh, we're done with this. Because the outlet started talking to him, and that's exactly. where it came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. I think there was like a bit more of a vision of the uh, of Michael in the red lot in the red room, mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, I'm going to be like just sticking a fork into this, and after electrifying himself, he becomes Cooper again. And he remembers everything, and he actually just uses like the mafia guys that now they are like their best friends <laughs> because of the, of the cake. It's <laughs> super funny, those guys. That, that's super, super funny. funny. <laughs> that's super funny. It reminds me of what is the name of these two guys that they have like this Vegas show, like the magicians? Uh, Sis, not Siskel and Ebert. Uh, Roy, somebody and Roy. They got attacked by their own tigers. No, no they had tigers. If it's the same people. No, one is, like, one is like just pretty tall oh, and big, you know? Penn and Teller? Penn and Teller, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it reminds me a bit of Penn and Teller. I don't know why. Because they're not like just such a difference in height or anything, you know? So, uh, I uh, I actually found that I see hilarious, and I think that it falls like, really well into the mythos that uh, Lynch likes to play with. About, like, I'm not going to be like, showing you a dream, but I'm going to be like telling you that I had a dream that it has like more meaning than I think, you know, it's a bit more about like us as humans, like trying to find signs and meanings in things that they are not that relevant, you know, it's exactly like our favorite scene from Mulholland Drive. Like if I had a dream about, um, oh my gosh, her name just left, Monica Bellucci, and I told you about it and explained how this is like going to dictate yeah. how my relationships go from <laughs> Exactly, yeah, now everything makes sense because I dream about it. I get it, yeah. yeah. 
but yeah, all I think that those those two guys are mostly the comedy relief. And uh, and the cohort Naomi of girls. Watts. Uh, Naomi was yeah, let's go. She's like a straight man, but she's hilarious. Like her role is hilarious. Yeah, her role is hilarious. She does amazingly well. I mean, I love her. Uh, Laura there. I had to say, so they have like this revelation, they have like this discussion about like, what is a tulpa? A tulpa, I think. Albert yeah. tells like the bimbo, the VI bimbo, he's like, and this is a tulpa that is like a fabrication of a copy of a human being. And then Laura Dern, we actually understand what she was in complot. Sorry, she was ploying with uh, or working for Eva Cooper. Yeah, working with uh, Eva Cooper. And, uh, uh, but was she the real Laura Dern? No, she wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she wasn't. So the the real one was the one in the purple room, without the eyes that we saw that it was in a in a cell for a while. Yeah, and so they they actually tried to kill Diane because remind me how this went. This was a lot of hours of TV. She she starts to finally explain the terrible thing that we all could tell happened. But didn't well. That thing is pretty good. I like it. Really good. Yeah, like when they're like the three of the FBI and C in the room, and she's like just struggling with it, you know. Yeah. And it's like you see that something is going to happen, and they're like just staring, you know. And it's like when she's going to be like just pulling a gun, they shoot her, and like just self destroyed. It's like what the heck? What the fuck just happened? Is it? And it's like she's a tulpa. And David Lynch spent the last a few episodes before that, and I think that was up the third to last. He spent some time making it seem like everything was going to have a happy ending, and and that's when the shit starts to hit the fan, and you're like, oh. Well, because the thing, the other thing is like, uh, I love, I love how he tries to solve, to save Laura, you know, on that time travel that he does. Yeah. It's like, and Laura still dies. Laura still like just disappears from his hand. It's a bit more of a the kind of gesture that you cannot change the past is that whatever happens is happening is like it's just on this reality this is it it's like you can say that it's like Bob and Lee and Judy are like the evilness on this world and Laura was supposed to be like just saving everything you know it's like but Judy it doesn't just work like it that. doesn't work it's like you actually failed once it's like you had to just go farther to actually just achieve like this kind of goal so uh, but oh god! What did you think, by the way, of the drive? Where where does he pick up the Laura Palmer lookalike to go back to Twin City? I don't remember. Twin you mean like the the location that it was? I don't remember what it was. But there's like an almost real time drive between where he picks her up and driving to Twin Peaks. Oh, there is. I mean, I don't think so. It was so long. It was. Oh, so I mean, long. I didn't feel like it was that long. I thought that it was like just what, like five minutes or something. But of silent driving, that's a long time. If Tarkovsky, you're exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say is that you like Solaris, and there is basically that. I tolerated Solaris. Okay. Uh, from my perspective, is like I thought that Solaris was obnoxious. This one, I thought that is like sure. I want to see like you know like this woman that is like who the fuck is this guy, and this guy that is not anyone. He's not an FBI agent here. You know, he's a random guy that is like basically kidnapping this woman. And I will say that I, this is going to give away my opinion of Twin Peaks, but I believe this is his swan song. Like, this is probably the greatest thing he will create. And it's such an encyclopedia of everything in David Lynch's universe. And the fact that 
he puts people driving in cars at night. Like, that's his thing. It's like... Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, Blue Velvet has seven of those. And it just yeah. felt like, oh my gosh, we're ending Twin Peaks and we get to sit with these characters in silence for five But minutes. the funny thing, the funny thing is like, I completely forgot this, but I said they never close the Judy part. So I said they leave it like completely open to actually having a fourth season. Yeah, but I mean, theoretically, Judy is like the anti-Christ or like the anti-God, the, the sure. fourth... Yeah. You can't really resolve that. It's an almighty force that goes forever. So the thing, the thing that they actually display or that they actually say is like even like the David Bowie scene and everything is like he was a bit more like detached from time and he was like just talking with Cooper in the future as a kettle. <laughs> this is why we didn't really try to give a synopsis. Yeah, it's 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 insane, but at the same time, it's like at that point he was already thinking a bit. There's a tiny bit about it. There is, like, there is going to be like a overarching motivation for everything that is happening here. And they, he actually described Gordon says, it's like, I actually have been like just planned. He actually like himself like captured almost. You know, it's like I may actually get lost. If I get lost, you need to come to just search for me because then I will be able to actually find Judy because of what happened during this time. So it's a bit more of a they they say like from fire walk with me to now is that everything has been a plan from Gordon and uh, Cooper because they know who Judy is and they want to eliminate her. So it's that they leave it like so open in those episodes that it's like it's pretty clear that they want to continue the story. Is it... Do you think that it's clear that they want to continue the story, or is David Lynch just interested in, like, giving us ideas and questions instead of answers and resolutions? I don't think that he's going to be, like, capable of giving all resolutions, but I think that he's going to be, like, making the trip enjoyable. Agree. I don't care where the destination is. I just want to be on a road trip with David Lynch. What did you think of the episode with Audrey? Uh... I mean, it's so bizarre, and I think fans of the first two seasons expected more of her yeah. return, but to me that was the most, like, fire walk with me, and that it's like, not much happens, and it's long, drawn-out conversations about, like, philosophy and existentialism, and it worked for me, but it was annoying. Like, I, but that's what he wanted. He wanted it to be annoying and not, like, fulfilling, and... I was disappointed she didn't have a bigger role to play because it's fucking Audrey, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel a bit disappointed from the perspective that you just got this actress that probably doesn't have to do anything else in life, you know, and then you just use her for a single episode. Just, just doing this charade. Because at the end you have, like, these three seconds that it tells you is that actually she is in a, an asylum, basically. That's what is implied that she went crazy and that's the reason why she hasn't been there for his son for her son and the son dies actually I I had a hard time tracking that that, that dipshit kid was her kid I mean they told us many times but they they never like even showed them together really so no because Audrey is only on that episode yes. it's only on that episode and it's like so weird that other stories actually continue from one episode to the next you know or you know like they skip several like Sally's daughter is I see in several episodes, you know. So I read a I read a theory online. So when Audrey's son climbs up on the rock during the time that the vortex is opening, and he instantly dies, and then his grandfather, what does he say? He, he cries out, "My boy." So there's a theory. 
that he fucked Audrey, and it is. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, that may be true because he actually yep. says that he grew up without a father. He doesn't say about like the mother, and the mother has gone crazy. And we saw how close in season two he actually came to fucking her. He didn't know it was Audrey. No, it was on the first season. Oh, well, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. When it she was on the first season because in the second season she was actually losing her virginity agents. <laughs> But so I don't I don't know whether or not David Lynch like meant for that, but it doesn't matter because like we're asking these questions and we're looking for hid- hidden meanings, right? Or not hidden meanings, but like we're looking for connections to other parts of the David Lynch universe, and that's what makes him so fun. Yeah, well, but the thing is, like uh, in other shows, I remember like just watching Lost, for example, and it's like you want everything to be explained, you want everything to actually make sense, you want to actually say, like, look, you have been like just tormented me." with these questions, and he said, I want actually a differentiation. I want to actually have... Uh, I want actually uh, uh, a resolution, because this is like your only selling point, you know? And he's like, and this one is a bit different, it's a bit more about like, just the trip itself. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think... I think David Lynch probably knew where he wanted to go, but that wasn't what was important to him. He's like, how many yeah. interesting characters and like dimensions and like he has image. You can tell the guy has images in his head, and he's a painter. Like it makes sense. He yeah. just wants to create this image, and he's like, how can I show this? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. We're good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, should we just go over the questions? Let's go over the questions. I mean, the main reason is because it's getting like a bit like significantly louder right now on the bar. And to be honest, I don't know, like I don't know what else I would say. I tried to keep track of these really beautiful scenes. Like, there's a scene where David Lynch's character and the other FBI agent they just kind of stare at each other in this moment of silence, and apparently that's when the guy got diagnosed with throat cancer, and he was saying goodbye to his friend, and he died quickly after that. The actual actor. So there's like, there's so much there, like these tiny moments can have these huge enormous meanings, but you wouldn't even notice, like when they showed the ceiling fan. Yep. I just love this stuff. I yeah, love yeah, yeah. it. Oh my god, what is that? <laughs> okay. Uh, cool gay bro movies. <laughs> no, I mean, there was something else there. I'm not going to be like, yes, yes, you got anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so, would you watch it again? I think so. I, have, I think you have to answer this question. Would you watch three seasons and a two-hour movie? Yes. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. I mean, I, I would be like pretty tempted of skipping like the second part of the second season because I think that it's fucking garbage. But I think that the first season, the first part of the second season and Firewall with me and the third season are fire. Are like just freaking amazing. I completely agree. Like, I this took too much energy um, to watch in the short amount of time that we did. So I need to wait some time, but I'm very excited to go. But through I told you, I told you, there's something that I would actually just to do, like to do on the uh, on the third season. Is that I would like us to just grab, like I don't know, like an Airbnb or something for a whole weekend and just getting drunk and high and watching this, and I watching the like third season. I feel like the owner of the Airbnb would come to clean up the place and we, there'd be blood everywhere and we would have murdered each other. <laughs> Probably, but it would be like, you know, as you know, as David Lynch movies, they may not make sense, but, you know, they're enjoyable too. Alright, so would you recommend it to your parents? No. <laughs> no. So I will say that Twin Peaks Season 3, it goes darker than any, Mul- uh, any, Mul- any David Lynch film has. 
both in like graphic gore, not that there's a ton, but there is, and the violence and the cruelty, yep. it's, it's unparalleled. Yep. But I would definitely recommend this to people who have an interest in, you know, good television. Yeah, I think that actually it's like a, it's, if you have been watching like the first season of it and Firewood with me, I would recommend this. But if, if someone is a neophyte, I wouldn't actually tell them start because this is where things are going to get interesting. If you slogged through 30 hours of season one and season two in the movie, you owe it to yourself to, yeah. to go on. That's true. Uh, what did you think about like uh, Norma, Nadine, and uh, Ed? It was just the nicest moment. It I was amazing. So happy. It, it was made me feel amazing. so happy. When he actually just drops like the new partner that she has and he's like, I want you. It was so fucking cool. I mean, when Nadine was like just breaking out, he's like, I'm setting you free. Honestly, I'm setting you free right now because I'm selfless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that because I'm digging myself out of the seats? <laughs> I thought that he was like, this, this is good. This is sort of like just heartfelt. This corny is whatever you want to say, but he's like, I love these characters. They're like the only good characters in all this show. But in season three, there were so many more dark moments than nice and comical moments that, like, I feel like yeah. this, he's like, exactly. here, you, just you can have this moment. Yeah. The next yeah. three we're episodes, good. The next three episodes are going to be nightmares. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, would you remember, will you remember it? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I will remember this existed. Yeah, I may remember like discussing here at the powerhouse with a ton of people talking around us, you know, but I don't think that I will remember this season completely, unfortunately. It's too complex and yeah. nebulous. Yeah, but it's, it's what I told you. It's like I was this like three years ago when it came out. I didn't remember half of it. It's like I, I was just thinking like such an overcomplicated story. I like, yeah, it's complicated, but it's like, I made it even more complicated in my mind. So. Uh, is it a timeless piece? Yes. Yep. I completely agree. Yes. I said, this is something that is like, we, I mean, it's true that the budget, the special effects, and everything is different, but it's like, this could have been shot after after the second season. Yep. It could have been like, I will see you in 25 years. It could have been like, saying, like, I will see you in three years. And is it a time. Wait, is that what I just asked? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> is it a timeless piece? Uh, would you turn it into a TV show? So we'll turn it into a movie. <laughs> Actually, it's a movie. That's the reason what I want to watch this, you know, as a single shot. You know, about like, okay, not 18 hours straight away, but it's like nine hours. Because, for example, when the mother, when the mother removes the face, I was like, that scene is pretty, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's really good. It's like fucking disturbing. But it's like, for a second, I was like, who removed his face before? And it was Laura. So what they're saying is that basically Judy that is the incarnation of Darnox is embodying Laura's mother. You know, it's so much to unpack. There's so much. But I felt like, okay, that's amazing. But if I had watched it in two days, this would make sense. But right now, it's like, I don't remember. Someone else removed his face. Was it Laura? Was it Michael? Who? I don't remember. Um, So, could this have been better? This is a bit weird because a part of me wants to say yes, but at the same time I don't know how. I so I'm gonna say yes for you, but for me it's it's no. It has problems, but I feel like we got pure David Lynch subconscious, and I wouldn't change a thing. No, no, that's that's completely fair. 
That's completely fair. I tell you, it's like, I don't know how all improve this. Like, usually when I say yes, I would say, it's like, oh, they should have done X. It's like, in this one, it's like, it's such a crazy experience that it's like, if you're only for the experience, the experience was great. It was amazing. But the only thing that I would change is actually how I watch it and just binge watch the crap out of it. And then, is there anything artistic about it? Oh, yeah. yeah everything. Everything is <laughs> fucking artistic. Yeah, about it's, it. uh, the vision. The vision is insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's, it's funny that actually David Lynch can actually do like our shorts right now. Or he can do like an 18 hour movie that makes sense. And but has sense. so much packed inside it. Yep. Yep. That doesn't feel like just completely filler or anything like that. The only one that it felt a bit filler it was the other episode, but at the same time it feels like bizarre enough for actually just feeding into everything else. And I think, I have to think that Joyce was conscious because he knew people were waiting for Audrey and he's like, I'm not going to give them what they want. I'm going to just have her do weird conversations. Yeah, but it's like at the same time, you almost like just leave it prepared for it. Say, I go to another season and I will actually try to resolve this. So. so now it's time to score. Are we scoring just season three? Or yeah, the second part of season three. Oh. I'm sorry. If you want to create an entry and just say, like, what do I think about like Twin Peaks overall? But I will say that this for me is well. No, I actually summarize it. So it's my yeah, it's my turn. So I'm going to be like saying a line. And you gave yeah. Let me just tell about like the second part. Sorry, the first part of the season. Do you think that it was like an eight point five? You gave the first part of season three an eight. Oh right, yeah, I'm, yeah. Didn't that I agree with that? So I'm also going to give it a nine. That being said, if we were rating. Twin Peaks, the three seasons in the movie, and apparently there's a book that the film references that his daughter wrote called The Secret Diary of Laura Palmer. Oh, nice. That's pretty um, cool. Honest to God, I would give this a 9.5, and the only reason I don't give it a 10 is because it's not perfect, but this has been one of the most interesting television shows yeah. I've ever watched. I honestly will give it a 10, because it's what I told you at the end of the first season, is that this has defined and the third season has almost like redefined what TV is. Like, there is going to be like a long while until TV can actually learn from what it happened on the third season. But he created an 18 hour movie. It's like I, I know that the first part it was like I'm not sure about that but it's like it's fucking congruent. Somebody congruent in, the, in the incongruence that it is. <laughs> Somebody in the New York Times said this is this is absolutely going to change television, but it's going to take years to figure out how. It's exactly that. It's like there is not going to be like anyone else that is going to be. Like, I'm going to be like making a twelve year, twelve hour TV show. It's like no one is going to be like doing that. Only David Leach had the balls for actually just taking it to the other end. Hey man, uh, anything else to say about this? Uh, no, just thank you for recommending this as a podcast series. I wouldn't have watched it otherwise. So yeah? this no? is my favorite thing I think David Lynch has ever done now. That's <laughs> no, good. And to everyone else out there, thank you so much for listening. And wash your hands. Bye.